Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Today is Thursday, April 7th. Another week, another day, another chance at discovering who you are. A chance to have a better day, week, month, whatever you want. I know it's not really the inaugural day of a new month. April 7th, I mean, that's kind of late. I might have missed the mark a bit. But, anyway, happy Thursday. Happy day. You know why? Because today's going to be a good day. We're all going to have good days. We need to make them, we need to try to make them the best as we can. Because with one day begins a new week. And with that new week begins better habits, better choices, new experiences, trying out new foods, drinks, um, <clears throat> anything. TV shows, watching a new movie, meeting a new friend, maybe talking to somebody that you haven't talked to in a while. That could be a new experience. Or... Seems new, seems new, but, you know, maybe just revisited that because it, you know, you haven't done it in a while. Whatever it is you do this week, I hope you, I hope you make the best of it. Make this the best week ever. Make it your best week that you've ever had. Because why not? Why not make it the best week that you've ever had? I mean, you wouldn't want to make it the worst week. Or, this wasn't a good week, but it wasn't my worst. It's like, why? No. Make it the best you possibly can. Because at the end of the day, chances are when this week's over, the new one comes and you're going to be like, wow, yeah, that week was good. That was a good week. Let's try to make this week as good as last week. Now, to some people I know, there's things that you can't control. You can't really, you know, it's it's out of your control. You have no say in what, you know, goes around in your life that might prevent you from having the worst week. Things around you. As far as you, there's a lot that you can control. And the stuff you can control, make it the best ever. Make the make it the best ever. Now, I'm no therapist. I'm no psychiatrist. I'm no physiologicalist. I'm just a man. A man with thoughts and a man with ideas. And I've always been, you know, an idea man or a thought man. Now, maybe not idea, but I've had thoughts about the world and about things and about, you know, events in time, and, you know, I think that thoughts in general don't really make all that sense to me. Like, what what actually causes thought? What actually, what, what creates an idea? Is it other beings? Maybe another dimension? A, 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 a wrinkle in time that causes you to think certain things? Is it an event? Are they planted in every human being at birth to have? Is it all scripted? Does it happen, you know, naturally? What is naturally? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure if you ask a brain scientist... Hey, how do how do ideas uh, be, become a thing? He'll probably slap down a actual like thesis and documents and articles that he's working on and writing an essay or writing a paper and saying like, you know what, Alex, you know what, I've conducted my life and I've written all this and I've theorized all this and I've studied and I've interviewed and I've talked to and I've lectured. About this, all this. 
I would probably bet a lot of money if I was a betting man. That even with all that, we probably still don't really know what thoughts and and ideas are. Truly. Like, in, in the purest and realest form of what they are. You know, like, I was talking to my buddy about this, like, like, what, 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 why did human beings, you know, you and I, and if you're not human, hello, what caused us to want to fly? You know, like, the Wright brothers made, like, the first airplane, or, or um, aircraft, maybe, or flying machine back in the day. You know, it was made of paper, it was huge, a lot of wooden, you know, posts, you know, it, lo- it looks like a, it looked like a, the wings look like a jumbled bunch of toothpicks, in a way, and then, you know, you woven in some paper in there, and therefore you got wings, and you got lift, and, and all that, but what made us want to fly in the first place? We We were all born... Or at least, you know, a lot of us were born. Most of us were born. You would probably get, like, an occasional, like, mid-flight pregnancy. Or mid, mid-flight mid delivery. I'm pretty sure that's happened. In that case, you can say, I was not born on the ground. I was born in the air. I was born to fly. That'd be so cool to say, too. Like, yo, I was born in the sky. I was born to fly. Anyway, but, like, what, as humans, we're, we're, we're so, like, we're born on the ground, we don't have wings, we don't even have a body to fly, right? We, we can't even run all that fast compared to other animals on this planet. We, we have these giant brains, or good enough brains, to get us to where we are today. We battle each other, we fight with each other, we have sex... We make babies, we get angry at each other, we get jealous, we are territorial. We do all this stuff that you and I know of, and you and I have probably done a lot of, experienced, seen around the world, but we've never, we can't naturally fly. So, I'm curious to what influenced us to want to fly, knowing that what we are, what we, you know, look like, and what we're capable of as a species, the human race, human beings, why would we want to make a contraption so we could fly? I mean, most people, most people think it's very odd, scary, terrifying to be in high places. Well, I mean, we fly... What air airliners fly like what twenty thousand maybe even more feet in, in above the ground, like even though like you're in an airplane like sometimes if you think about like you know this this piece of this sheet of metal right here is like what only thing that stands apart between me and free falling to my death, like I wouldn't see I I would not think that humans back then would be would want to fly, like, yes, I we need to fly. We want to fly. But we made something to make us fly anyway. We probably didn't even need to, but we did. And, you know, back then it was just like a, a little, a, like a biplane that you kind of ran and got some speed on, and then you were able to glide. Then for and Then in the future, you know, people put, like, propellers and motors and engines and stuff like that to make airplanes fly faster, smoother, more efficient, farther, higher. We just got even more and more off the ground. And I wonder why that was. We do all of our business. We live on ground. We 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 spend all of our time on the ground, but why did we want to fly? Is it because we saw birds and like we want to do that, but it's like, we're not a bird, though. We we don't have these natural gifted wings made of feathers. We don't lay eggs in nests. We don't eat worms. We eat steak. Right? It's like, I don't know. I'm not sure. I wish I did. I really did. 
And it's not just that, though. It doesn't stop there. And I haven't been able to get that answer before we move on. I have not been able to concretely nail down that answer because I don't think anybody really can nail it down, which is scary to me. Ideas, thoughts, theories, they, they scare me because of their origin. Like, where did that come from? Why did you think of that? What would cause you to think like that? Like, do we build a submarine because a submarine because we were so obsessed like fish couldn't breathe underwater and we couldn't? Is it because is it the same thing like, well, we want to fly like a bird, so we'll make something like a bird like that has wings. But we also want to go down into the depths of the ocean like a fish or a whale or a shark. But we'll build a submarine like it's like a boat and just go under underwater. Like it just things like that, it just kind of boggles my mind. Because I'm not sure where they came from. Or why they did. And almost thinks like, back in the day, when the Egyptians built the pyramids, and I'm no scientist, I'm no um, archaeologist, I'm no ancient civilization studies uh, major, I'm no ancient civilization um, professor, or an ancient civilization expert. That's what I was looking for. I'm neither of those three. But something tells me that they built the pyramids for... And if even if they did, right? They, they did it. Like, let's just say that people did it. Right? Human beings built those pyramids. For what, though? And why in that shape? Why a pyramid? You know, I've heard theory like people say like oh, it's, it's it's for the it's a burial for the pharaohs or you know that's really what I hear. But I'm like, really? A giant pyramid that would have cost like maybe I mean you've seen the size of those. And it's like what, dated back maybe three thousand, four thousand BC when they were built, maybe even more before that. So I, I don't know. Like, why like that? Why why in that position? Why a pyramid? Why so many stones? Why so big? You know what I'm saying? Like, listen. I know, like, those stones are heavy, right? They're, they're super heavy. How could they have brought those up with just themselves? Do they have, like, animals? Like, elephants? Even... Other beasts back then that are extinct that we don't even know of. They're just too deep underground because we haven't dug that, dug that far. Like, I don't know. I truly don't know. It boggles my mind. That's another thing. Pyramids, flying, and another, another, thing, another thing that my friend, me and my friend were talking about was... He brought this up, and I was very curious. And I was very, like, you know, why why do they do that? And it's... And it's um. The fact that when you're like a young kid, like elementary school, and teachers would bring up dinosaurs as a, you know, a lesson in school, right? Like dinosaurs, like things that have been dead for like 65 million years. And we're talking about this. Like a kid in that, you know, sense has seen, probably seen an elephant, a giraffe, a tiger, a lion, a wildebeest, a warthog, a meerkat, a dog, a cat, all those animals, a dolphin, a shark, a whale, a starfish, an octopus, jellyfish even, Nemo, but they, they probably have never even seen a dinosaur. Maybe Jurassic Park, maybe. But still, you gotta tell the kid that this animal that we've drawn so many detailed illustrations, have movies of, have TV shows about, have, you know, classes on even in the future, that this thing, this behemoth of an animal, existed on the same planet that you once did. Now, I mean, like, I don't know how the brain works. Like, I'm right, I'm, I'm no brain scientist or expert. 
But I think that that would actually send the kid into a frenzy with his own brain and what he knows. And me and my friend were talking about that too. And like, yeah, he was saying that. And I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, obviously, like that, that's what got me. That's what made me like, like say like, dude, I love dinosaurs. I love them. I've, I've loved them since I was a kid. I still do. And it's just like, the fact that that continues and that still happens is just wild to me. And look, I get it. How can you go tell a kid that, yeah, this this many years ago, a T-Rex walked the earth? You're like, what? This thing lived on this planet? Where is it? What happened to it? Why is it not here? Why are we here? So many questions. Right? It, it almost seems like it's a little bit of a... Like, like a, it's a big reach. It's a big grasp as a kid to, to tell them that dinosaurs lived on this planet. Truly crazy. You, you think about it now... And you're like, yeah, that's a, that's a bit of a complex thing to take as a kid. I don't know if they still do that now, but I remember when we did it back then, I was like, dang, these things are cool. Like, why don't we have these anymore? We have lions. Those are cool, but this is not a, a lion is not a T-Rex. Or, or a tiger is not a, a Stegosaurus or a Spinosaurus. Or a cheetah is not a Velociraptor. Now, granted, movies and media kind of, especially Jurassic Park, do kind of sway it a bit to make you think that they're actually bigger than the, than they are, or look a certain way. When in real life, I mean, we can't definitively say that this is what a, a dinosaur looked like either, because I mean, they're 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 fossils. Not a lot of DNA there that we could fully extract. It is not like Jurassic Park. But, you know, I think modern-day science has done a pretty good job. I've seen a lot of um, real-life depictions of what they would actually look like, and, it, and it, you know, I, I, I buy it more now than I do Jurassic Park. And, you know, that's that, there's no shame in loving Jurassic Park. It's entertainment. It's fun to watch. But I also enjoy real science. Now, that might not be actually accurate, it might not, but it's the best we got, and you know, it keeps changing. I remember back then, I think like, when I was a kid, I went to a museum, and I saw Sue, Sue the T-Rex, and they had like a a rough like, hmm, rough idea of what a T-Rex might have looked like in the flesh. I remember something along the lines of looking a little bit like pretty accurate to the T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Fast forward to modern day, maybe about two years ago, where I really dug deep and like figured out, like, I think that the eyes are a little bit positioned differently, like they're more forward, like humans, than on the side, like a lizard or a crocodile. The teeth are a little bit different, I believe. You know, the feathers were a big, I believe, confirmation in science that might not be completely accurate, but I think that we're leaning towards feathers on these bad boys and um yeah things change science changes and you know different discoveries lead to different conclusions i would assume you know i'm here for it too but you know what i've always wondered what about like littlefoot dinosaurs brachiosaurus apatosaurus seropod those boys the big long neck mother f's those guys probably didn't have not have any feathers, right? Like, I almost kind of think that they were like, I mean, at least in documentaries, media, even today, like, we, I don't think that we have a theory that they had feathers or even scales. I think the theory now or the idea now is that they had like a, a leathery type skin. Leathery type skin. So not, not like a... Uh, not like a crocodile or a lizard, but more like a uh, like an elephant, but no hair, just leathery skin, um, which is fascinating because like 
the the theory of it not being a lizard, I think went out the door because lizards are cold cold blooded, and those dinosaurs do not walk with their with their tummies on the ground like a lizard, who can't you know moderate his body temperature unless he's on the ground. I believe I'm no scientist, by the way, no no scientist. Um, but it, it was always interesting, crazy. And, you know, when that's taught as a kid, you know, you think of things, you, th- you think of other things that might have happened. You get the theory of, like, Pangea. The whole world was connected. You're like, what? What happened there? Why are we no longer connected? Who did what? Why are we separated? And it's like, oh, it's, the uh, you know, the erosion, the plate tectonics, the shifting of the plates, and, like, you know, if you look at South America and you look like Africa, like they look like they can possibly fit. And you're like, holy crap, this is crazy. So you're telling me that South America and Africa were technically like, and even North America and Asia and Europe were all the same, connected, one big happy family, and now we're all separated and fighting each other and all that. It's crazy. Crazy to think about. Insane. And you 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 explain Pangea, I think, when you're a little bit older, but still, it's like what? What? I mean, that's an idea that I think is proven. By the way, Pangea has got to be real. I mean, just look at Africa and and South America, like it's like a puzzle piece, perfect puzzle piece, essentially. It's like they they had to have been connected at some point, or or even like, you know. Africa Africa to the Middle East. It's like, that's got to be real. That had to happen. There's no way that they just, you know... It, it looks... It, it's... It, it looks too promising. But we can never be really sure, right? We can never fully be sure. We can never fully be sure that Pangea was, in fact, like that. We just can't. Why? Because we can't see it or touch it. I feel like seeing and touching is like a huge thing in like, you know, finding proof in things, scientifically speaking. Like, you know, it's not like Santa Claus. Like, you can say that I believe in Santa Claus, but have you really seen Santa Claus? Odds are probably not. So you can be like, yeah, I believe in Santa. He's real. Have I seen him? Have you seen him? Have you heard of him? Have you seen the sleigh, the reindeer, the elves? You probably all say no. But, you know, you got that belief in your heart. Like, I'm pretty sure, like, we all, like, truly, if our data is this true and accurate, then Pangea had to have been a thing. But we will probably never, ever know for sure. We'll never know 100%. 100%, we probably would never know. Same with the way a T-Rex looked like. We'll be very certain, like, this guy had feathers, this guy walked like a chicken, this guy had tiny arms, this guy had a different uh, jaw, uh, tooth combination, a different jaw than we thought. He was a, a, a scavenger, not a hunter. But we'll never, never, ever know for sure. We won't. And that's, that, that, that to me is crazy. It's crazy because it's like, it's the fear of the unknown. And, and, and like, of what we don't know in this world. It brings to the point of, are we alone? Are we alone? I don't know. I kind of hope that we are. And I hope that we're not. Because hear me out. I would absolutely love to not to uh, for for humans to be the only living organism in the galaxy in the universe in anywhere. Why? Because it would be so it it would it would absolutely feel like we were like a selected species and God would have to be real. God would have to be real. And that would be definitive, essentially, to the best that we can. 
to to the point that well yeah then he really did do all this in the seven days or you know I, I'm not exactly sure the story but like in the formation of everything he created him in us in his image and all that it'd be like solidifying that that yeah that that has to be fully true or so far as far as we can comprehend as far as that we can you know see and almost touch like it's we if we can see that we're the only living thing of the universe you know sentient life intelligent life i guess humans i mean then then it would lean to god is real it's all true but on the other hand sad because well not sad but i i i want to live out science fiction films and movies and particularly star trek because it'd be so cool to be another species in like the galaxy's federation or the galaxy's you know Fed- republic or something like that i'm speaking nerd as shit but you know just thinking about it it's like wow i mean like are we intelligent I think so, but do aliens think that we are? Or other beings out there? Do they think that we are intelligent? I have no idea. I would hope so. I would think that they would see like, yeah, I mean, these guys were not born to fly, but made contraptions to fly. They made things to go underwater. They made things to go super fast. They made some pretty terrible things like weapons and bombs that hurt the planet. I mean, nuclear bombs not only kill people at a mass, but they can destroy the actual planet with radiation and just lasting damage that has such an effect on the Earth, the atmosphere, the water, everything. So bad. It's terrible. We created a planet killer, and it's not good. It's pretty, pretty scary. Really, really, really scary. The fact that we have these type of things that can destroy the planet. Like within an instant. Like you drop all the bombs right now. The planet's doomed. It's gone. As with us. We're, we, we Humans would be destroyed. Right? And I was thinking about that too. Like if we did drop the bombs. This conflict escalates to imaginable um, size and consequences and, you know, just bad decisions and, frankly, our doom. Who's to step up to the plate after us? Once we're dead, human beings have been eradicated and are extinct on planet Earth. They're gone. You and I no longer exist. What happens? Who who steps up to the plate in the evolution? Who becomes the apex species of this planet. Well, if I was to think, everything on this planet, the surface of the planet, the the, the land portion of the planet, I don't, probably is going to be extinct after all these bombs drop. The, the, the food chains are going to fail. Ecosystems will fail. You know, the, 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 it'll all just fail. Now I don't know if this that's to say, that's to be true with the creatures of the sea. You know, fish, shark, whales, dolphins. They're, they're like, do they? How do do they thrive when we're gone? Do they overpopulate and kill themselves? Like, what happens in that? I I don't know, but I have a thought. I'm betting my money. If I had money to bet on the the next big species of planet earth it's going to be dolphins and I'll tell you why dolphins are incredibly smart potential is through the roof their brains are much bigger than ours they have social skills they have communication skills that are just like us not like any other animal that exists chimps come pretty close too chimps come close but I think, I, I think of the, the, the ceiling for a dolphin's knowledge 
capability and just uh, socialization and um, you know communication as well is huge. And they're not even fish, by the way. They're mammals. Dolphins are mammals. Can you believe that? I know I was taught that when I was in third grade. I know that. I remember that. But to, to just reiterate that dolphins are not fish, but they live in the ocean. Like, it blows my mind that they live in the ocean. And they're mammals. They have to come up for air every so many hours or whatever it is. They have to come up for air. They cannot breathe like fish do. Yeah, I, 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 I've kind of wondered that, like, could a dolphin, like, live outside of water? I don't know that either. Like, because they don't breathe the oxygen in the water. They breathe it in the air. But, I mean, could they live out in, out of the water? Like, I don't think that anybody's ever tried that. No, like, nor, nor should they. They should not. <coughs> But it's just it's just a you know another another thought, which who knows where that came from, right? I I have no idea. I think it's because like I can definitely see like a dolphin like, and maybe like a couple million years after we're long gone, you're just gonna see a dolphin flop onto the shore, who's gonna look a little bit different. His fins are gonna be more like arms. His tail's going to split in half, and he's going to have legs. Baby, like baby, baby forming legs that he's going to be able to walk on. I mean, then that's like the evolution theory, too, of how that all started. Like how humans became who we are today. Right? There's evolution, and then there's creation. You know, Christ and all that, God the the him in our image us in his image i mean and then the the form of evolution which i don't even know which one is correct or incorrect or if either of them are even correct like what if evolution is not correct what if creation is not correct what if it's even more bizarre than we've ever thought what i mean i don't know I'm I'm confused. But I'm not mad about it. I, I, I like normally I'd be furious because I would want to know the information. I would want to know what is true and what is false. But as I sit here today and, and talk to myself, I don't know if like I'm ready to know the truth about me, you, us, humanity as it's as itself. I don't like I always tell myself, like, I'm ready. I'm ready for the aliens. I'm ready. But, deep down inside, I know if what whatever happens, if they ever reveal themselves and say, everything that you know is wrong. Like, what do you mean everything is wrong? What are you talking about? This is water. This is grass. This is a bear. This is a human. Like, no. None of that is real. You're not a human. You're actually this. We are this, and you are this to us. It's like, what? What? Hold on. What? What are you trying to say? You know, it's it's like you think about our species, human beings, and like what we were capable of back then, right? Ancient times, pyramids, um. Acropolises, art, uh, uh, democracies, politics. Back in the day, it all kind of came to a screeching halt after a while. And then there was a new way of thinking. Yeah, it's, it's, it's bizarre to me. It's crazy how that has happened. I, I can't really pinpoint what it is, but I think if I were to guess, it might have been religion. And I'm not bashing religion. I'm not trying to say that you having a religion is bad. But I think something must have happened when humans were being like, were, were like 
not like early, early, but like there was a shift in the way that we thought about things. You know what I'm saying? And maybe it, I, I'm leaning towards like certain religions, probably like Christianity, Judaism, Islam, like modern day religions. Like back then they believed in, you know, the Greek gods, Roman gods, Egyptian gods, other god-like, you know, pagan-type religions. And and you get to the modern-day religions, they're like, like, wait a minute, hold on. Tell me, we don't have pyramids, we don't have coliseums, we don't have these crazy structures that they built back then, or these sculptures that are so ahead of its time, or these, like, democratic ideas that they had at this time and now we're kind of back to slums and kingdoms and these shitty looking castles and this why are we using wood now like what happened here like why why are we not you doing this when we did this back then why do our buildings look like trash like what happened well, why do we go from the pyramids to these incredible structures irrigation systems of the past and it just takes a nosedive into like the 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 Vikings times. That's that's a dumb way to say the time, but like Vikings and all that, and kingdoms in Europe, and like I I can't lie, bad looking towns. Um, it just like it 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 seemed like those times. And I again, I'm not a scientist, not a historian. I don't know if they were truly that pleasant but it just seemed like before the shift in like the religion away religious awakenings to these modern day religions you know stuff looked better than it did it just kind of did we don't have pyramids like the ones in Giza today like they did back then or why did that that type that type of you know agriculture not agriculture but architecture design why did that how did that get lost as time moved on and and you know what i think that what happened was and i just you know i know this because of playing video games watching vikings watching tv shows whenever a particular pe- people right that don't like another type of people let's say like um romans and the greeks I'll give that example. Rome kind of like destroyed a lot of Greek theories, ideas, papers. They they destroyed a lot of things in their, you know, con- con- like when they conquered Greece. And that type of stuff happens all over the world, if you think about it. If one culture does not like another and they want them to be more like them well you bet your ass they're going to destroy every written down scripture every written out down idea of what that those people had so they can so they can make you or so they can make them or you them so they can make the conquerors or, or the people that they're they're being conquered more like their conquerors it just happens in, in humans. It's just how we do things. I, it's crazy, but that's just how it works. And that's been happening for centuries. Still kind of does happen today. It's weird. It's crazy. It's because we have this... We have this entitlement and this ownership of ideas. It's like, no, I thought of that. Uh, you didn't think of that. I thought of that. That's my idea. That's my idea. And, you know, we, we, we will fight to the death to protect what we discover and to protect ideas. Um, and it's crazy. Um, but that, that also kind of, like, proves to me that, that we have not yet evolved as a species because we we still love 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 materialistic things 
like our phones, our clothes, our cars, houses. We love all that. What's my, what I what I bought, what I own, I earned all that. It's mine. I will do what I want with it. And you're going to like it, essentially. And you're going to like that I do it, because I earned it. It is mine. Well, that, a lot of the times, that translates into world problems. That, that same kind of mentality, from what I've seen in my life, translates to presidents, to politicians, to teachers, to co-workers, to bosses. It goes down the line. Everybody has and loves the ownership of their own idea. And yes, because I said it and because I'm right or I believe that I am right, I'm going to go to the death with that. If that means I have to get rid of some people, I will do it. It's that mentality. It's that mentality. But it's just, you know, you can just say it's it's human competition. It's human. That's how... That's how we thrive as a society. That's how businesses thrive. That's how individuals thrive. That's how everybody thrives, right? Is competition. Like, oh, I got to be better than that guy because he has something that I want. He does it almost as good as I do, but I can't let him beat me because if he beats me, then I'm done. I'm done. Then I have no purpose um, in anything. So... You know, it's it's um, it's crazy to think about. Crazy. And the reason why I say that is because if there is, and this is just going off the rails, but don't mind me or stick along for the ride if you want to. Maybe that's why we're not invited to be part of the aliens is because we can't even decide to, we can't even unify the planet. If you think about it. We can't, as much as we've tried, or maybe even not tried, maybe even ignored, we cannot unite as a planet, no matter what it is. It should be basic, because I'm human, you're human, but I don't like you, and you don't like me. And maybe the higher beings, aliens, are like, yeah, these these guys, like, they're so primal, They they take so much ownership in their own things, they're so materialistic, all they do is fight about their own stuff with their own people, their own planet, like just an ocean away, they hate each other, they're not worthy of being a part of the galactic federation or whatever they have, they can't be a part of us, we, we don't want anything to do with them, they're not, they're not intelligent enough, maybe that's what they think, they can't even protect earth, they're killing Earth in the process. It's getting worse and worse and worse, and they don't even care. All they care about is their own side, their own, um, you know, their own personal needs. They don't care about anybody else. They say they do, but they don't. Because as much as you know, people say that they care about everybody. That's second to themselves. They care about you, sure, but not before them. No way, no how. Nobody does. Nobody feels that way. And you can't prevent it. I can't prevent it either. It's just how we are. It's crazy. Makes no sense. There's so much that we think of, that we think that we can do, that we we, want to be better. I want to, I want to help people. I want to, you know, make things right. I want to help people across the world who aren't even a part of my country and make them feel like they're loved and they're thought of and they're 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 my priority. As much as we say that, we hear people say that, the drop of a hat they'll 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 they'll, they'll take themselves. They'll they'll be like, nah, I mean like I love everybody, but I'm not going to put them ahead of me or my family. It just never happens. I can't think of one person on this planet that has had that kind of mentality. So, 
I, I don't know. It's it's bizarre. It's crazy how we think. Sometimes I can't wrap around my head of how we are, how we got this far as a as a as a species. We have over seven billion people on this earth, and you know, Frank. Uh, granted, we've only had the nuclear bomb for like what eighty some years, maybe close to eighty some years that we've had the nuclear bomb. So we've gone pretty, gone, you know, pretty long without total total destruction. But who's who knows, man? Who knows? We have the absolute apex of a weapon to destroy worlds. We haven't used it yet. I hope, I hope that never happens. But after I just got done saying, nobody cares about anybody else but themselves. Like, if that is, you know, frankly true, if that is one hundred percent accurate, who who's to know? That, you know, the person who gets, you know, who makes that decision and pushes that button, it's over like that. It's over. I truly believe that if so, if one country pushes that button, everybody else will. Because they'll, they'll have no other choice but to do it. I really, I hope I'm wrong. I really, really do. And I didn't mean to get this serious on this <laughs> this episode but it just it kind of just happened i i just don't know how we how we better ourselves as a species if we still you know still think of that of our personal things is like uh, we i am number 1 and everybody else is just number 2 it, it's it's insane there's there's no shot that we have like a utopian society without like millions of people dying before that. That I mean that that's just people talk about utopias and utopian societies and how they work and how they're better like yeah, I mean they would be amazing, but the fact is nobody agrees with anybody. They haven't for since the dawn of man. You know, Donna Man, look about this. Like there there's gotta be like one tribe of Neanderthals back then, or cavemen, that, you know, scrapped up with, you know, the other tribe. The other group. If you've ever seen two thousand one A Space Odyssey, the beginning like the, the the beginning of that movie is like the Donna Man of when a na a tribe of apes fights another tribe of apes over a watering hole. That that's like that that that's probably mankind's first battle, first war, right then and there. And it's been like that ever since the, since the beginning. It's insane. It's too big to think about. It, it it'll waste your day. You will we will waste time thinking about these things. I I've wasted so much time thinking about this. But I don't I don't regret it. I think that it just, you know, it opens your mind a bit more. You know, I'm a free thinker. I'm an open book, open mind. And uh, it's just, you know, some people game, some people watch movies. I do all that too, but I also think a lot. I do think a lot about that kind of stuff. Well, I know that kind of took a lot of the, you know, time of this episode, but I still wanted to get to a, little, a couple more things that are totally off topic, and that is sports. Talking about sports, talking about things, sorry, I'm belching, my bad. Um, a couple things happened in sports this week that I'm happy to report on. Tiger Woods is going to play in the Masters, which, I mean, I'm no golf guy. I'm not like the biggest golf fan. I watched the Masters like a little bit. It's like my favorite tournament. It's like the best looking tournament, I would say. In terms of location. It's like it's like magical for golf. But you know, I I'm you know, I I I rarely watch golf and I if it, I do it's because of Tiger and that has to, you know, shed some light on why I'm talking about this because Tiger is going to come back and play 
and it's super exciting. I think a lot of people, a lot of dudes out there just love Tiger. Not just because he's great at golf, but like, he's like, um, he's kind of like how everybody wanted to be, you know, aside from like the, the bad stuff. He, he was just a winner and he looked good doing it and he looked cool doing it. It's like Jordan with golf. You know, he was the best at the time. He was winning a bunch. He won in a cool style and he was looked cool doing it. And I mean, it's just like he was he was like Michael Jordan for golf. And like just the coolness, the swagger, the victories, the red on Sunday to win. And I I just dudes love Tiger Woods. I can't say the same thing for about women. Knowing some women who have made uh, uh, opinions on Tiger that that I will not say that they have full um, reason to make those opinions. Maybe to not still hate him for you know today uh, that, that that might be in question, but you know that's their opinion. That's fine. You, you know, I understand that. Some people don't like him. Others love him. I just happen to fall in the category of love. I love Tiger. I do. And the, the fact that he's playing in the, in the Masters after such a rough injury and comeback, like the way the injury was too, the car accident, I mean, everybody thought that that, that was like probably the worst thing that Tiger Woods could have done in that point of his career because, you know, he was trying to get back to the golf course. He wanted to get better. He wasn't as strong as he used to be. Um, he won the Masters, I believe, in 2018, 19, 17, pretty recently. That was incredible, too. Incredible. So, anything for Tiger to get back on the golf course, I'm all for. I'm all for. Um, the NCAA championship just wrapped. NCAA March Madness is over. Kansas is the champion. They defeated North Carolina on Monday in a pretty good game, I will say. Good game. Intense game. Close game. Fun game. And you know, after after Duke, North Carolina, which was in the final four, by the way, I had some I had like I had pretty lower expectations because Kansas absolutely destroyed not destroyed but definitely looked like they were in, in like control over Villanova throughout most of the game they never really looked back they played like they played like almost like a perfect game you know no Sixty percent of their shots hit. They made sixty percent of their shots. I mean, if if you got got a team that's doing that, it's gonna be pretty pretty tough to beat them. Pretty tough. And then after that, I was like, dude, Kansas is like bigger, stronger. They play better together. They they just they play amazing college basketball. And at the, at this point. Every college team was playing great basketball because you you were in the final four. You had to win to go to the championship, and you had to win if you wanted it. If you wanted to win the championship, you had to play amazing because both teams were ready on all cylinders, ready to win that thing. And the championship between Carolina and Kansas was riveting, was great. You know, Kansas was down bad. After the first half, down by 15 points, I was, like, shocked. I was like, Kansas does not look strong. Kansas does not look dominant. Kansas does not look like Kansas. And I was like, I was like, my bracket, my last bracket <laughs> that I have alive is Kansas winning it all. And I'm like, please, for the love of God, Kansas, you got to win. You have to win. I mean... I was going to be neutral anyway because I don't really care about any of the teams. Like, I, I'm more of a uh, Fresno State guy, and if not that, I'll be UCLA. 
but none of them met. Fresno State did not make the tournament. UCLA lost in the Sweet 16. And, you, you know, it's just like, it, it was good to see Kansas win. I would have been happy with either one. Truly, in the end, I'd be happy with either one. Because, but, but the fact that it was Kansas in my bracket, one, by the way, it was not a perfect bracket. I just picked the right winner. I just picked the champion correctly. They didn't even play the person, the, the 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 right opponent. I had Baylor versus Kansas, and that did not happen. It was Carolina, but it was still fun though. I still picked the uh, the winner. I've never picked a winner in my life. I've I've always been like dead in the water on brackets. Like after like the 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 second round, I've just I'm a bad bracket uh, picker, uh, filler outer. Sorry. But um, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Totally a great tournament. No buzzer beaters, though, which I was actually very surprised with because I believe the last game last year was a buzzer beater between Gonzaga and Baylor, I think. And even before that, there's been many buzzer beating games. Not a single buzzer beater game in this tournament. And that, to me was not a deal-breaker because the tournament still had some really, really good games. A lot of really good games. A couple stinkers, I won't lie. Elite Eight, pretty pretty mediocre. A couple good ones, but not a whole lot of great ones. Right? But still, entertaining games. I'm glad we had the tournament. I'm glad it was back to being normal, being in other regions of the country, right? Northeast, Southwest... It was good. It was it was great. I was exciting. It was exciting the entire time. It was great to watch. It made me happy. I love sports. I was watching like a lot of the games. And um yeah, totally fun. Congratulations to Kansas and North Carolina by the way has a great great future ahead of them, I think. Hubert Davis, man. Set first year head coach after Roy, Roy Williams. I mean just they were not having a good season. They were not having a good year. But, man, they just they came out so hot. That was a great first half of ball. They let Kansas back in, but they were in it until the very end. And they had a lot of mini runs in the second half, and they were playing their asses off. A couple things went there, didn't go their way. Baycott got injured, brutally injured at the end. Re-injured, I guess. By the way, that floorboard, by the way. Did I see that correctly? That was not sturdy enough. And it's just like, how did this happen at the national championship? I I don't understand. I have no idea how that would happen. But it did. It almost kind of makes me fearful. Like, what if I'm like on like a a basketball court at a football stadium? And I like, oh, dude, I could like fall through. I'm so fat. Like, if I step one way wrong, kaput. I'm in the falling through. The court's destroyed. They got to build a new one. It's like, how much is that going to cost? I don't got that kind of money. I can't afford that. So I'm going to stay off the court. Um, But it was good. It was good. You know what's not good, though? What's not Well, it's good for me, but I would, I would say like ultimate failure. Probably like the ultimate failure in sports. The Los Angeles Lakers. The Los Angeles Lakers, man. This year. Did not make the playoffs. Did not look good. For any stretch of time. Looked like they were hanging on by a thread. And. I'll be honest with you. like I'm not like a huge like. Huge NBA guy. I love, love, love the NBA playoffs. I watch that shit. Like, I'm, like, glued to the TV with that. I love the playoffs. I love them. They might be my favorite playoffs. Because you get games every day. Every series is a seven-game series. Those first couple series are always so tight and so good. And, like, teams surprise you. I love it. I love, love, love the NBA playoffs. My favorite playoffs. Um, But I, I know... At some point... I was like, 
dude, I want the Lakers in so they can get absolutely embarrassed because that would be so funny. That would be hilarious. I would laugh my ass off. It'd be, it'd be the best thing ever. And at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, they don't deserve it. That team is is trash. LeBron is their best player. And then, then, then that's it. You have no Anthony Davis. Carmelo's washed. Russell Westbrook is broken. Like, like, legit broken. If it was LeBron that made him like that, or the pressure of playing in L.A. made him like that, I don't know. But this year destroyed him. I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy is like an athletic freak. He can run up the court. He can jump. He can dunk. But whatever it was, his shot-making abilities just completely diminished this season. He had a good, a good like couple games here and there when he would score like 30 points and lead the team. But it's like, dude. I mean, and even his interviews, like, dude, my God, like, I we know that you've done good things in your career, but just because you did them does not mean that we should be giving you the same respect that you want when you're giving us mediocre performances. We're not judging you for the past right now. We're judging you for what you do now on the court. And if you're going to serve up a pile of poop, Russell, I'm sorry. I'm just going to give you some poor questions. Not poor, but, you know, questions to uh, not just, like, because I want answers, but maybe, like, you know, you should take some criticism. Because if you don't, then, like, how do you improve? Right? Everybody, like, says that they can take criticisms and they can take critiques can they? I sure know that Russell Westbrook could not. I mean, he would attack reporters, switch it up on them, make it all about them. It's like Russell, like this. This is like, dude, like, why? What are you pulling this out of? Like, what's the point in all of this? <laughs> what did anybody do to you, Russell? Nobody did not. Like, <clears throat> nobody like really did nothing. It's it's all you, and it's it, we're we're asking you these questions because we know that you're a good player. You you are, but you haven't been playing like that at, at all. It's been pretty disgusting, actually. It's really it, it's like unwatchable, and you know the fact that <laughs> the LeBron like going like with that famous tweet like keep saying. S- Keep spinning the negative narrative of they're too old, they're washed. Keep that all year. It's like, oh, believe me, LeBron. We kept it all year. Like you said, King. Hail to the King, right? Hail to the King. We kept your word. We gave you our promise. We were going to criticize you every all year. And rightfully so, we did. And because you can't handle it, because in the NBA, you haven't had this much adversity ever. You have not had a worse team, I think. This might be your worst team ever. It might be. Not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. I I accept the criticisms. But this is but with the players that you have, that the players that you have right now, this is probably the worst you could possibly be. The worst that anybody's ever thought. And I remember there was ESPN videos, articles, opinion pieces. How good are these Lakers going to be? Can they win 70 games? Can they win the most games ever? Not even close. Not even close. And you guys owe it to the Laker fans too. You probably gave them the best team on paper probably in a long time on paper with the names that you had at the beginning of the season the most exciting like those 
games probably going to sell out many 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 games just with the name just with the names you don't even have to play any like you probably didn't even have any like good preseason games before that like but like with the names that you had you bet your ass that people were going to buy tickets to that lebron russell westbrook ad carmelo rajon rondo dwight howard like those are some big names in the nba big names and our reports were coming out like LeBron had a choice between Russell Westbrook and DeMar DeRozan. He chose Westbrook. I mean, I'm not going to say that he chose badly because I'm not an NBA coach. I can't, I can't coach Russell Westbrook. But you kind of look at what DeMar's been doing in Chicago, playing his ass off and playing good. With a may you know maybe not as talented team, but certainly a better team than the Lakers. I mean, you kind of think like, hmm, what if? We would never know though. I'll never know. You'll never know. No one will know. Nobody. And that's where we're gonna leave off today, gentlemen and ladies. Thank you again so much for tuning into this week's episode of Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. Remember, you can find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube, all under Intelligent Moron with Alex Silva. This drops every Thursday. Don't forget to like, subscribe, rate, review, share, thumbs up, whatever you want to do, do all that. Give me a rating. Give me a star rating. Write a review. Do all that. Helps a lot. If you want to give me an idea, give me... Um, a topic to talk about, or something to try out, you know, shoot me a DM in my social media. It's all in the, in the description of the podcast on every platform. It's right there for you to read. Just click see more, and you'll see it. Anyways, guys, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching, and I will see you guys next week.